Let me be the first to say to the person who said these were going to be the best years of our lives, you left out the part where everything goes to. What in the twenties is going in the twenties? The twenties, baby. What in the twenties is going twenties, baby? This is the twenties. Welcome to the show. This is the very first episode of this podcast series. I am so excited to have you here. I am your host, Zamam Kize. And today, I am going to begin by speaking about what it's like being in your 20s, existing in your 20s, waking up and realizing you're still here. That is that is kind of the agenda for today. And we're going to get into as much as we can. It's going to be a bit of an overview. And I think the next series to come will kind of really dive in and unpack it all and just get into it. But to begin, you know, when I was younger, this was a time I aspired to be at the most. I don't think there was anything more glamorous than saying you were in your 20s. When I was younger, there was nothing I wanted to be more than a 20-something-year-old because of the way like they sold this dream, the way that they packaged it and they li- delivered it to you. It was just, it felt, it felt perfect. Think about it. You have these long-lasting, lifelong friendships. You are able and free to make your own decisions, so it seems. You are free to be you, so they say. You develop your own style. You are out there pursuing what you want. You have this crazy freedom to just live, so we thought. And um, now that I am here... I have never seen a sales pitch so well done, <laughs> so, so perfectly just, I don't know, I was sold. I know a whole lot of us were sold too. I don't even want to talk about the way that they made it seem like you would meet your soulmates if you believe in soulmates and just it's just a beautiful time to meet your partners you know when you're in high school how everyone was like don't stress too much like if this person broke your heart like you haven't even met your soulmate yet we're still gonna turn our 20s and stuff and now that i'm in my 20s i'm actually good hey like (laughs) i'm like we can we can take it back there because it's it's a lot crazier out here than it was in there um it's all over the place but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna touch on that a little later i think that to just bring it back to the expectations. The 20s just felt like this time and space where we could spend our money doing anything we want because we'd be making money. Who said that? Who said that? (laughs) To put it into perspective, more than 66.5% of the country's youth, and I'm talking South Africa specifically, is unemployed that is a lot of people that is people ranging from the ages of 15 to 34 and um to put it in to the bigger picture when these are the years where you're expected to be grinding the hardest to be working so much and all your passions and just pouring and investing into your future There are a lot of people in this country who are still unable to make an income. And 
it can be really stressful when we're all trying to retire at 40. Who decided that? Also, why is 40 like that number? You know, that if you do not have your life together by 40, you are, and I'm using this term deliberately, a loser. And I'll describe loser in this context. I'm going to make it the outcast, right? The outcast of society, the person who society feels has not displayed enough work ethic, is unsuccessful in their quest, and is just not living soft. That's terrible. We are terrible people. <laughs> we need to do better. But anyways, back to back on track with what I thought and the expectations of being in your 20s would look and feel like. There are so many clashes because of the reality of things and what we had hoped it to be. Don't get me wrong again. I am happy, fulfilled to say the least. And um, I think I can say that from a point of privilege. And I must acknowledge that first and foremost. I am grateful for the opportunities that have been presented to me. However, I am very aware that my life and my circumstances and the things that have been brought to me does not mirror even half of the realities of many people in the world. And if I cannot make that acknowledgement and it's just, it's almost kind of tone deaf to share my thoughts and opinions. It's, I, I don't want to make space for m- for me to sound ignorant and naive. And in many spaces and in many conversations, I will because I can only speak from my perspective, fair enough. But I will do my best to be open-minded and receive the fact that <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> what I might think is it isn't it. And that's fair. The issue, I think, we might have right now as people in our 20s is this damn Instagram because so many people in their 20s at least look like they have it all together. Everybody, (laughs) sorry, I have to take a moment because I just, I literally had a flashback of when I logged in and for some reason, 20-year-olds, not 20 on the dot, but yeah, actually them too. They're not excluded, but yeah, how they have so many designer bags from di- for different days of the week and clothes and all of that and these very beautiful, luxurious holiday vacations that they take on a weekend because of the fact that they don't like the weather where they're at, so they just want to experience some sun or something and these just beautiful kind of expensive restaurants that they would go out to and just a very soft way of living and it's so endearing and I think it's a little confusing and misleading because how is it that so many people around your age group or younger are um, living a life that (laughs) not so long ago only people who were in their 50s, 60s, 70s were able to afford. 
I don't think I don't think people really realize how quickly the times are changing. You know, I so I grew up in a time where we went from the cassettes, you know, into the CD player, into the what the MP4, MP3s, sorry. Yeah, am I right? I think I'm right. Yeah. And now we just listen to podcasts on our phone and stuff like that. And um, the reason I chose the cassette kind of as my cover for um, this podcast is because that was the first time I had ever experienced like portable audio. And I just loved the idea of using that as the cover of this podcast because I was like, that it just, it just, <laughs> it just had to be because of how much things have changed, you know, from having those giant computers into the laptops, into the iPads, into doing everything on your smartphones, like things that we, that used to change over a period of 30 years, 40 years, a decade, are now changing in a span of year after year after year. There's an upgrade. There's something different. Not even a full year, months now. And um, it's changing a lot of expectations we know the term everybody uses, instant gratification. There is just desire. The market is growing for people to just want more and more and more. And the more people want, the more people want to supply. You know, it's, it's the whole game of capitalism. It's just, it's really funny to me and my homegirls. <laughs> it's just really interesting how you do not need to be retired at 70 to be driving that Ferrari or, you know, these G-Wagons and all of that, having worked years of your life and this and that, you now can, for some reason, be a TikTok star. And this isn't in no way shade. What? I love that app. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that the things have changed drastically. The little complication in between is we have no idea what people are doing to attain those things and to make it look like they have those things. And for a lot of people in our 20s, I think we get so confused trying to measure up to it because we have made that the standard. We have made going wine tasting every weekend and driving these lavish cars and just living this luxurious lifestyle, the standard to life. And there is nothing wrong with that. It's only tricky if you cannot uphold it, if you cannot maintain it. And it's just, it's not sustainable if it's not something you know you can keep. Um, for a lot of people, they have parents who can afford for them or they know people and it's called having connections and networking and all the rest and the other other people are doing a whole bunch of other stuff that we don't know that we might hear about or is rumored about but is never confirmed for some reason and there's just so many different ways of it's just there's so many different ways of playing this game of playing the field I always call it a game because it, it feels like it, you know. Some days you win, some days you don't. Some days you look like you're living and other days it's 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 not giving. Ooh, did I just did I just rhyme? 
Hmm, I'm going to write that down. Some days it looks like you're living and other days it's not giving. Ah, oh, damn it, Summer. How do you do it? <laughs> but back to, back to what I'm trying to say is the problem we are having is if this is our standard, because at all costs, we must avoid being a loser, right? If this is our standard, what are we doing to maintain it? What are we doing? What is the cost of us trying to show everybody that we too can own Versace glasses and this, that, and all the rest? How much of ourselves are we willing to give into the process or lose into the process to keep up the facade? And the thing is, for everyone... It's not necessarily a facade. They they can. Those who can, can. Those who get it, get it. And those who don't, <laughs> well, you're just a loser. And it's actually so painful. I love, okay, do I love losers? But I have compassion for losers because of how I believe that these are people who are just trying to get by, who are just trying to get to the next day and we have put them in this really isolating space because if we had to see ourselves in that position it's a part of ourselves that we dislike because everybody's just mirroring reflections of ourselves parts of ourselves and um i think that the reason we very often look down on people we don't feel are of high societal status is because we would hate to be that, which is so painful. <laughs> like I said, we need to do better. So how much do influencers make? I mean, if you are one of the Kylie Jenners of this world, you would be making somewhere between 8 million to 13 million per sponsored post. Rand, that is. Dollars. <laughs> Anyways, and in South Africa, influencers make around about 500 to 10,000 10, rand per sponsored post. And if you're a celebrity, you definitely can ask or demand for more. I don't know how this works. But according to the article I read, it is, it is roughly around those numbers. And the Gucci bag. <laughs> A Land Rover. <laughs> Woo, Christian Dior. You know, but I guess it depends. It depends on how you're getting paid, how your deals are working out, who you know, as we spoke about. There's, there's so many questions, so many loopholes, so many ways of living this life. And in no way is this a judgment to anybody. It is, if anything, I admire <laughs> and aspire. I so wish. <laughs> I absolutely wish. I'm just trying to bring to light certain things um, that we shouldn't, we really... There is no use comparing yourself to anyone because we were never on the unequal playing fields to begin with. We were never coming from the same kind of networking spaces, from the same kind of backgrounds. It is pointless and of no use to think 
that in comparison to somebody else, you are a loser when there is no comparison, you know? And I think just to take a little relief off of you, you are not losing at this life game. Some people really do just get lucky, you know, for the most part. It it can really just be luck. Talent can only take you so far. Skill can only take you so far. But opportunity? A lot of people say they don't believe in luck. You know, they believe that luck is basically when hard work meets opportunity. And that's fair. That's lovely. That's beautiful. Um, but I also think we need to take responsibility for the fact that not everybody who is qualified is presented with the same opportunities. I think we sometimes need to not turn a blind eye with these beautiful motivational quotes and say these things and ignore the fact that there are really incredible and talented and highly skilled individuals worthy of the same kinds of opportunities that unfortunately do not reach them. That was a little side note, a little sidetracking again, because, you know, it's a podcast. These things happen. So the reality of things and the scary thing that's what that's going on here is that it's more important to look like you have it all together, to look like you can make it in your 20s and live this exceptional life in your 20s more than it is to actually live it, more than it is to actually be it more than it is to actually have it. That is the new commodity, the new kind of drug that is going around, is how good can you sell the illusion? And, you know, it's, it's, it's all capitalism, again, because this is how we get brands, this is how we get people to take interest, this is how your clouds can become your social currency and all of that. How good are you at playing this game, at playing the field of illusion? It also boosts your kind of dating pool, I believe, because if you're a who's who's and a what's what's and all of that, you know, you have greater access to a lot more people. If you have money, you have greater access to a lot more people, more than it is about looks per se. Um, I think that, should I say, when I say looks, I mean attraction and um, to also include in this, maybe also bring up connection, compatibility, chemistry. How well can we work together in this illusion we're playing? How suited are we when we stand together? Can we make other people believe we are a power couple? It's getting really heated here. <laughs> it's getting really hot in here. Um, <laughs> I'm only saying this because I wish I was lying. I wish I was making this up. But <laughs> this is this is real life. TikTok couples, Twitter couples, Instagram couples, YouTube couples. We know them. <laughs> we know you. <laughs> and it's almost crazy because it will cost them too much to separate it will cost them way too much to not be together they're making more than they ever could more than they ever would and i'm not saying everyone 
Please understand that everything I am speaking about only represents a fraction of people. I cannot, expe- I cannot speak for the entirety of everything and everyone nowhere near close. I am only three years into my 20s, a reminder. But anyways, there, <laughs> couple, couples, couples, couples make a lot, <laughs> a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, influences in general make make money. Maybe not an exorbitant amount, depending on the type of influencer you are. But I think that dating, especially if you're in the public eye, so much has to be considered. There are more conversations rather than just you, me, and love. It's you, me, and the love of everything we have created and built together. <laughs> Sorry, that's still a that's still a fair statement. Everything we have built together because that happens in marriage and all of that. But I mean in terms of their social currency. And to lose that is for a lot of people it's not worth it. It's not worth it. But depending on who you are and where you're at, you can relate, you can agree, you can definitely disagree. I am just trying to paint a picture for you, a perspective for you of how some people's realities are shaped. And um, hmm, this leads us into hustle culture of having to work so hard and um, burn yourself out. Burnout is the new kind of accolade, some trophy, some way of saying you have achieved something. We say if you're not tired, you're not working hard enough. If you are not passed out on the ground, you know those speeches I have given my sweat, blood and tears. That is the most uncomfortable image anyone can ever paint for you. But for a lot of people, that is the reality. In order to succeed and that is subjective to what you may understand success to be. But in order to succeed, you must be willing to die for it, to commit yourself and invest yourself, all of who you are, into it. And I'm not saying I disagree. In fact, I I get it. I completely get it. Because that's passion, right? To love something so much that you are willing to make sacrifices for it. Especially if you're trying to master it. Especially if you're trying to be one of the greats and the best at it. You must be willing to leave your soul on that thing. Because that's how the best are made. Those who are willing to do more than the rest and give more than the rest, than the average being, are those who are are ready to set themselves apart from the rest. It's a little complicated (laughs) when people are willing to deteriorate their mental well-being and emotional well-being, where the cost of it is sacrificing the health of your mental state because of how badly you want this thing and the confusion about hustle culture is that we very often combine other people's goals and make them our own to the point where once you achieve it 
it doesn't feel as amazing as you thought it would because it was never your goal to begin with. We start looking at everyone around us and making that the finish, make that the finish line, make that, making that something that we believe we should be at too. We should have too. We should do too, because if we're not doing it, we are a loser and nobody is trying to be a loser. And now we're driving the same cars, we are having the same things, we're dating the same people, we are living the same lives. Because as, if, if that is the standard, we want to be a part of that standard. We want to be accepted and we think that is what joy looks like and what it feels like <laughs> until, it, until it isn't. Until you don't really enjoy that moment and you can't be present because you're constantly living for another moment. You're constantly thinking that once I get to this place, once I have this thing, once I've traveled to this place and all of that, I will know that I've made it. Because making it is not in your present right now. It's not what you have right now. And the struggle with a lot of people in our 20s, I think that we're dealing with is we're unable to be present. I have this issue and I've spoken to my brother about it actually I struggle <laughs> with being satisfied I ha I put a lot of pressure on myself because of how much I want to achieve how much I want to do the play the things I want to be in this world and in my life and so when good things happen I feel like I feel it for a moment and then I am like telling myself Zama what's next? Zama, let's get to work. Zama, let's do the next thing. And I've been like that all my life, to be quite honest. I just graduated a month ago, two months ago. And I felt that moment for as much as I could. I did my best to. <laughs> but I kept thinking, I'm so ready to work now. I'm so ready to go out there and do my thing now. I'm so ready. Like, I couldn't even just sit in this thing of like, yo, Zami, you just graduated. It was just a, oh, that's lovely. Okay, that's great. Now what else can I do? What more can I do? And I'm trying to practice being present and being content in my present moment, in the present time that I'm in. Because there is no guarantee of tomorrow. There is no guarantee of this 40-year benchmark where we all get to retire for some reason and all chill on the beach with our Land Rovers and all of that. There is no guarantee we get to see life that far. We cannot be so arrogant in believing we have so much time. It is really in our best interest to <laughs> make the most of every day because of how little knowledge we have of the next day. And the thing about being in your 20s, because everything we're doing now is in planning and preparation for our 30s and 40s and the life we want to live at that time, it's kind of difficult to be content with where you're at because of how we are working towards something. And as good and well as it is to be planning for your future and working towards it, we should not undermine the value of stillness, the value of being present with yourself, with your friends, your loved ones, and showing gratitude for it. It could be worse. 
not to diminish what you may be feeling, but life could definitely be worse. There is something to be grateful for. And mental health should be protected. We are seeing (laughs) numbers skyrocket with regards to suicide over the last 10 years. People are unhappy. Things aren't as great as it seems. And people are struggling to communicate that. We have created a more lonelier society, ironically, when we have access to all this kind of connection with people. You know, we can speak to someone in a different country, on a different continent, and all of that in a matter of seconds, many seconds, have FaceTimes, video calls, all the rest, and it feels like we're able to connect with so many people. However, it's... It's doing the opposite for some reason, for some people, for a lot of people. And if we cannot shine a light on those who need help, some sort of awareness, some sort of a space where we f- allow somebody, feel, somebody to feel safe, to say this is how they're feeling, not to say that it's going to help necessarily, but just to be able to be vocal about it, just to be able to know that the person sitting next to you could really just need you to be kind towards them and offer them a gesture, a smile, could make the difference. It could really make the difference. Being in your 20s is not easy. This life thing is too much for one person to handle. We are not God to believe that we can plan everything, that we know everything. We need to stop carrying that expectation on ourselves because that pressure <laughs> every system has a breaking point and should you reach yours i only hope that there are people around you who will break your fall who will give you a soft landing that you may build yourself again should you collapse god forbid So purpose, what is our purpose in our 20s? And I think that is the big question, why we're all just trying to figure it all out. Because dating is a little complicated, you know, we thought we're going to find the love of our lives. I mean, there are a lot of people who are very happy, very, very, very happy in their romantic relationships, really enjoying themselves and are convinced they've met their life partner, which I am so happy for, I genuinely am no sarcasm in that i feel like me saying no sarcasm just makes it sound sarcastic (laughs) oh it's doing the opposite effect sorry but i genuinely feel so much love for people who have found a way to found find partners who love them the way that that they deserve because for me that tells me that you've done so much self-work that you're able to pour into someone as much as they pour into you. Because the only way you can attract a healthy love is if you have a healthy love within yourself. You can only love somebody with the range that you're able to love yourself, you know. And it's it's really beautiful to hear that there are a lot of long-lasting, good, healthy, organic relationships. And um, I trust that we're all looking forward to improving our relationships with ourselves because 
I think a lot of situations are failing because of everything that's going on in our 20s. It's difficult to emotionally avail yourself to people, to trust people. We're attracting a lot of people who are indeed emotionally unavailable, who indeed have things they're trying to work through, which for their own reasons is valid. And it sucks because you're trying to make yourself fit into somebody else's life, into somebody else's schedule, into somebody else's kind of journey of figuring themselves. You're trying to figure out where you fit in there, where you can piece yourself. And I, <laughs> we will have an episode on this, on relationships. We will get into that. The danger of that is, especially in our 20s, where we're so vulnerable to love and all of that, and we should beware to not risk being in dangerous situations with partners where things are actually terrible and it affects you so much, but being alone scares you way more than the reality of how frightening your relationship actually is. And the, these should be your years to explore, to learn, to live, to figure it out. Getting hurt is a part of the plan. <laughs> Heartbreak is definitely a part of the journey. And I do not think you should fear it. I think you should just just know that it's real and it exists. And should it happen to you, it's, it's natural. You are literally making the way more clearer for yourself as to who it is you are, what it is you deserve, and what it is that you want. Not everybody comes perfect the first time around. Our partners don't come to us already made the first time around. We need to have grace for that. We need to leave space for people to let us down. We need to be able to just have compassion and humility for when things don't work out. You are not a failure. You, if anything, are truly amazing for even trying. Because for a lot of people, the risk of even trying is a lot more frightening than the safety net with which they have built themselves around. Figure out what your values are. That is the most important, I think, the most important thing about being in your 20s. What are your value systems? The foundation of that will help you navigate the world way better than somebody without values. Because then you know what truly matters to you. Is it more important for you to have a life of material things, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a horrible thing, is it? And also material things, it can be anything. It could be so many different things. There are people who genuinely love that, and that's fine. You know, it's a love language for a lot of people to receive, say, for example, gifts and stuff. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you less of a desirable person and all of that, you are you. And um, 
if your value systems are in other things, perhaps you're a more spiritual person, take lean into that. Perhaps you're somebody who really values taking walks every day. That's something that brings you joy and peace and contentment to take a walk. That is something you do to invest into yourself where you are spending time with yourself, where you are spending time with people you love, where quality time is something that really brings you fulfillment out of your existence. If that's your value system, invest into that. If your value system is on your faith, if it is on how much on experiences, we live in a time where people value experiences more than they value having and owning things. People don't own houses anymore or cars or jets and all the rest. People just want the experience of saying they went to Thailand, they bungee jumped, they skydived, they this and that. That's something that the new wave of the generation we're living in is more taking a like into. That's why people rent apartments or homes, rent jets, rent this, that and the other. Because no one really cares about owning anymore. We just want to be able to use our money to say we've done it, we've seen it, we've lived it. And that is beautiful too. All of these are beautiful too. You know, if it is an entrepreneurship, regardless of what it is, what do you believe in? You have to have something you believe in, something you stand by, something that defines you. If you, what is that famous quote? A man that doesn't stand for anything, falls for everything. Something like that. But if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And um, I think figuring out what your values are makes life so much easier because you will know when you're in a situation that doesn't serve you. You will know precisely at the moment when you're in a situation where this isn't worth your time. And aren't our dreams and aspirations worthy of our time? Aren't they worthy of that investment? Regardless of how much time it takes, how long it takes, longevity is truly the aspiration. How long can we maintain this this purpose to life rather than this rush of a sensation? And I really implore you to just make these 20s a time for you to continue this discovery, to continue basking in the opportunities of it. Being a loser isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I will tell you why. Because you have bought yourself so much time. I say this because you do not have a lot of eyes on you. You do not have a lot of people who are writing all your mistakes down in stone and keeping it in a file and one day is going to expose you on Twitter 10 years later. You know, being a loser right now, you have bought yourself so much freedom and space to change your mind time and time and time again, no matter which way you want to. You have bought yourself space to figure things out. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with being and in this context a loser because i'm just using that to describe somebody who's basically not a multi-millionaire with billions in their safe house etc you know i'm using this to just describe the ordinary 
And being ordinary is simply to be human, to be alive, to be trying. I'm rooting for anyone trying. There's so much to look forward to. There's so much to unravel. There's so much, there's so much to ourselves that we will discover and rediscover and rip apart and burn and turn to shreds. And this is such a great time to do all of that, to be all of that. You are not lost. (laughs) There's nothing delayed about where you're at. This is your journey and make the most of it because life is such a precious, precious thing that not everybody gets to have the full experience of. We very often rob ourselves of that because we feel unworthy. We feel not good enough. We feel inadequate. But to find the truth that we are beyond and that we are capable beyond measure is just we're allowing ourselves and giving ourselves the freedom and the permission to live, to enjoy it. Not that you needed permission to, but perhaps you need to free yourself from the idea that you deserve less because you are not like so-and-so doing what so-and-so does. Take what you have. If you cannot make the most with the little you have, how do you expect to enjoy when you get more, when you are blessed with abundance? There is abundance in everything, in anything. It is all energy. It is all around you and it belongs to you and you just got to take hold of it by all means. So if anything, to take away from this episode, it's okay. Things are okay. (laughs) We're not competing. We're not fighting. We're not trying to be anybody else. We're just trying to get to tomorrow. And that's a good place to be. The fact that we're trying to live another day and enjoy what we have is, is a pretty good place to start. Join me on the next episode where we will continue to discuss and challenge and just vent about our 20s. All my love. Bye. This is 20s.